Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. Hey, good evening, everyone. It's time for Ham Talk Live. It's episode number 188. Stealth antennas and HOAs recorded live on Thursday, October 31st, 2019. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by John Portoon, W6NBC. And we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week here on the show, Don Wilbanks, AE5DW, was here to talk about the Newsline Amateur Radio Club, WA6ITF Memorial call sign and, and club station. Uh, if you missed the show, you can listen anytime at hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app or YouTube, or you can catch the rebroadcast on WTWW, 5085 AM, Saturday evenings at about 6.30 PM Eastern Time. So uh, get your stealth antenna questions ready to go. If you're listening to us live on Thursday night, you'll be able to give us a call after we uh, talk to John a little bit. The phone number is 812-638-4261. Again, 812-638-4261 is the phone number. Have that handy. I'll give it to you again when it's time to call in and ask your questions. Or you can tweet us. You can tweet us right now if you like. It's at HamTalkLive on Twitter, and I'll be checking in over there from time to time tonight to uh, see what you have to say. So I'll be back with John right after this word from ICOM America right here on Ham Talk Live. Heard it, worked it, logged it. It's time to get the transceiver that's best suited for your lifestyle. ICOM offers a variety of high performance and innovative products. Make the most out of contest season with one of these ICOMs today. The IC7610 is the SDR every ham wants. This high performance SDR has the ability to pick out the faintest of signals even in the presence of stronger adjacent ones. The IC7610 by ICOM is a direct sampling, software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. 
It has RF direct sampling, 110 RMDR, independent dual receiver, and dual digicel. The IC7300 is changing the way entry-level HF is designed. This high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design will far exceed your expectations. With RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, a large 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope, and SD memory card slot. And, of course, the IC7 7851 keeps your competitive contesting edge with faster processors, higher input gain, higher display resolution, and a cleaner signal. ICOM's IC7851 is the pinnacle of HF perfection. It has dual receivers, digital IF filters, memory keyer, digital voice recorder, high resolution spectrum waterfall display, enhanced PC connectivity, and an SD memory card slot. For more information on ICOM radios, be sure to visit ICOM America dot com slash amateur two antennas met on a roof fell in love and got married the ceremony wasn't much but the reception was excellent you're listening to ham talk live with neil rap Thanks, as always, to ICOM America for bringing Ham Talk Live your way each and every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here at HamTalkLive.com. Be sure you check out ICOM at ICOMAmerica.com slash amateur. My guest tonight is John Portune, W6NBC. And he's been a ham since 1965. John is active from 160 meters to 2.4 gigahertz and helps get people licensed and helps people once they get licensed. Um, he does a lot of local 2 meter and 40 meter mobile from his RV and is married to KF6OEB, has three married children and 12 grandchildren. John retired in 2002 and spent most of his career working at, yes, you guessed it, an NBC television station. It was KNBC TV in Los Angeles. Also, Ampex Corporation and Sony Electronics, and he frequently writes for QST. Uh, 23 articles since 2001, and one's coming up in the December issue, about a 6-meter version of the popular 2-meter slot cube, which is featured in the January 2019 QST, and other ham radio publications, including how to deal with HOAs and antennas, which is what I asked John to talk about tonight. So, John, welcome to the show. My pleasure to be here, Neil. Great fun. Now, we were talking uh, before the show that, you know, as I was prepping this, and, and every time I saw your call sign, I, I, I wanted to play the uh, NBA on NBC theme. But there's all kinds of copyright violations for that, so we won't do that tonight. But but I couldn't resist a, a, at least playing the chimes. Whenever, whenever, we, whenever we say your call sign, then we'll, we'll play the chimes. I used to have them built into my car so I could push a button anytime I, I wanted to send them out on two meter repeater. <laughs> it's gone now, though. You know, we actually we actually turned the repeater courtesy tone one time into the NBC chimes. That was that was kind oh, of fun. That is that is fun. <laughs> so, John Portune, W six NBC. 
is here to talk about stealth, stealth antennas. So we're gonna we're gonna quit all that nonsense here. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the HOAs first. Uh, what are some of those challenges of having an antenna in a restricted area like a, a homeowners association, and how can someone be successful in getting permission from the HOA or the the, the local government or whoever is in control? Well, that is an extremely difficult question, as I think a lot of lot that has been published in the ham magazines and, and bandied about, because homeowners associations are difficult, because we know they really do have the authority. I sometimes think it's too much, but, uh, but you signed that covenant of agreement, and uh, so they do have a right. I tend a little bit to stay away from the HOAs directly, though I certainly do deal with them. Because there's a special breed of person in an HOA uh, committee, but I'm sure you know what that means. And so I'm not a such a I'm not really a political person. I prefer to go with disguising your antenna and dealing directly with my neighbors more than trying to get the board to do things. But um, there are some there are some guidelines. You must understand the public the people that you're dealing with in this case. These people around you, they're afraid of ham antennas and CB antennas, which most of them think what what you are. They're afraid you're going to wreck their television. You know know the syndrome. We call it the NIMBY syndrome. Don't do this in my backyard. But here, here are my guidelines. Here's the list of my guidelines that I use in dealing with the with HOAs. Diplomacy, that's number one. A lot of hams want to get in there and fight with them. I, I highly I highly recommend you don't. Don't flaunt your rights because you really haven't got many rights when it comes right down to it. They've pretty much got the power. So gently, be gentle with them. But, and this is some things that a lot of, a lot of people in HOAs don't, don't understand, you do need to let them know you are a ham. Don't try to hide that fact from them, but deal with them gently and demonstrate to them slowly that you're not going to hurt them, that your, your, your transmissions aren't going to blow their television set up. And another, another guideline I have is don't push public safety with them. People in HOAs aren't concerned about public safety. They don't care that you saved a half a million people at, in Hurricane Katrina. And lastly, work with people in a group. Don't try to do it yourself. Get together a number of other hams that will work with you to approach if you're going to try to approach it. For example, down in Sun City in Florida, a whole bunch of the hams down there in Sun City worked together, and they showed them an attractive design. And surprisingly, they got their answer. They got permission. So those are some of my guidelines, Neil. Yeah, and I've actually been down to uh, to Sun City in Florida, and uh, they have a, a at one of the um, communities they have a ham radio station there in the in the clubhouse, and and you can they've got beams and everything, you know they they but you go there to do it, and and maybe that's you know another another way around some of those restrictions is you know you you have the the 
you know, the local club facility. Um, but you know, it's a whole lot nicer to have it at home and, and there's, there's ways around that. So let's say that you're not going to, you know, take on the HOAs. You're not going to, uh, take on those challenges or you can't overcome those challenges to have the antenna that you really want. You, you know, you can't have that, uh, you know, stack set of 40 meter Yaggies. Um, <laughs> what kind of stealth options are available and really work, but as I would like to say, they're, they're, they're not, they're not being hid. They're, they're blending into the environment. Well, you've got the, you've got the actual answer right there on the tip of your tongue. The key, in my in my estimation, is not is not to try to hide the antenna, but hide it in plain view. That's the best disguise. What do I mean by hide it in plain view? Very simple. Make it so it doesn't look like an antenna, or make it so it it looks like it belongs on your rooftop. I mean, how 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 recently have you looked up at your neighbor's rooftop and seen all sorts of things up there? but never thought much about them because they belong there. Now, let me give you some examples. I got started in this thing some some years ago now here. One of my early uh, QSD articles was about making my television disc, my, my direct TV dish, act as a two-meter antenna. And I published an article on putting a slot antenna in the reflector. That, that antenna's gone viral. Just go on the Internet and search for it, Jill find it everywhere. But the big hit has been the flagpole. You know, a lot of hams, when they look at flagpoles, say, oh, that makes a great antenna. But they don't know it's quite a challenge to make a flagpole work as an antenna. It may seem simple because it looks like a vertical. Well, it is, but it's got to be done right. Well, I designed a, a flagpole antenna, which is a no radial, because you can't have radials in a small mobile home park. Uh, you, you, so it was a center-fed uh, antenna. It's currently being sold by Grayline Performance. You can see it at flagpoleantenna.com. That's, they've sold hundreds of them now. I don't have any interest in the company, although I talk to the owner quite often. Also, I built a uh, another antenna called the Slot Cube, a little 11-inch square cube made out of copper pipe one of the ham's favorite building materials. And uh, there's a six-meter one coming, by the way, in December, USD. And currently, I'm working on, and it will probably be out in the future, maybe even commercially, the 25-foot double delta loop. It's in prototype right now, and the prototype you can see in July, USD. But the keys to, the, really the keys to stealth, and hiding it in plain view. Some of them are these. Make it small. Don't be afraid of small antenna designs. There are many good ones out there, and that's what I tend to concentrate on. Another one which is real interesting is make it patriotic. Put a dare flag on it. Put an MIA flag on it. Put an American flag on it. I once disguised one of mine by wrapping red, white, and blue plastic tape around the loading coil. People thought I was being patriotic. Or make it look like a fixture that fits on the roof. Hide it, hide it inside of a vent pipe. 
you know, we've probably heard of the Ventenna. Well, it was the kind of beginning of my thinking about that. Or if you can, make it look like a TV antenna. I've got one designed right now that may come out in a while, uh, which looks just like one of these common TV antennas. And as you know, the public won't let you take their television away. So if they think that thing on your roof is a television antenna, even though you're not supposed to have them, they're not going to tell you to take it down. And of course, as you suggest, put it in the attic. Don't be afraid of attic antennas. They work fine. I've got a design on the breadboard right now for a for one that may come out in some months. Don't be afraid of the ducts. Uh, your tuner will take care of it. Anyway, those are some of the uh, those are some of the stealth uh, recommendations that I've been into. And and you know, it's not even just hands. It, I've, I've noticed more and more that. The cellular industry is coming up with all kinds of creative ways to get their antennas up on buildings and, and in public, you know, places. And the, the antennas are in plain view, but they blend in and, and people don't seem to complain about them as much. Yeah, I've been considering a design of, of putting some fake palm tree fronds on my uh, on one of my verticals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, you know it, there there are some things that you can do that to to make it blend in and look more, you know, natural and and, and not so um, offensive to to people who are looking at you know this big monster antenna and and, and you know it helps to to have it to where it's not quite so obnoxious and, and, and visible now now my my plan is i don't want to move anywhere where there's an hoa <laughs> i just want to that's, that's a good thought know, i want to put up everything and i really lucked out here because i i'm up on a on a nice hill and the homeowners association was supposed to happen when all of the lots sold and luckily, a ham that lived in this neighborhood caught me when I moved in, saw my license plate with the call sign on it, and stopped in and, and said, "Hey, did you know? Have you seen the you know the the HOA guidelines?" And I'm like, "No, nobody told me about them. You know, I didn't know they existed." And he's like, "I'll get you a copy of them. I'll bring you a copy of them tomorrow. But if you're going to put something up, put it up now because then you're grandfathered in." So I'm like, okay, we got to get this tower in now. <laughs> so I call up, you know, a friend of mine says, okay, we got to get this tower in before, you know, before this happens. And, and luckily the homeowners association never did get formed. So I haven't had to worry about it. And now I'm looking at, you know, moving again. And, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I don't, I don't want any HOAs. I, I'm, and I'm not going to try to get on this political rant because if, if you know me, I'm like very, very anti-restriction uh, politically. And, and so I just like, I don't want HOAs at all, but you know, it may have to be I, I that agree. way. So, so I got to have a plan. So <laughs> this is good yeah. stuff to talk about. Sure it is. Oh, like I say, you just got to not be belligerent. Let them know you're a ham. Let your neighbors know you're a ham. But uh, 
but uh, show them show them by demonstrating it to them slowly that the little antennas or the ones that don't look like antennas that go up aren't blowing their television away. So when they're walking down the street, walking their dog, they don't say, hey, Martha, what's that thing up on the roof? It's going to blow up our TV. <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't put something up there that looks like that. There are plenty of designs that don't do that. I've written seven articles on this kind of stuff, so I know it. Now, let me ask you this. If, if you, let's say you put up a some kind of a dipole. Is is there a is there a best color to kind of blend everything in? You know, that's something I've I've asked a lot of people think you could paint the antenna blue, it it'll match the sky. Uh, no, I don't think so. If I was going to paint an antenna, I'd paint it gray because it gray more likely blends in with the sky. Blue stands out; it's visible. Black is in contrast. So. If you're going to paint your antenna, make it blue. I mean, make it gray. All right. Very good. Well, how does this legislation play into the power that the HOAs have? Is PRB1 effective? I mean, we've had this around for forever, it seems like. But is it really effective? And and what do you think it's going to take to, to get something that is? That's a very good question, and I've been following the Ham Radio Parity Act process, which unfortunately I get the impression is not going anywhere. PRB1, most hams have to recognize, does not have any effect on CCNRs. If you've signed a, a deed of covenant with your homeowners association, PRB1 uh, is, is not effective. PRB1 mainly has to do with local governments. There you can use it. If you decide to go to the building commission, they say, no, you can't have a tower. Uh, you can haul out PRB1, and uh, that's legitimate. But if it comes to the homeowners association, right, you don't have too much to do. So really, it's uh, speak softly and don't carry a big stick. We're hoping <laughs> for the ham radio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're hoping for the ham radio parity act, but I don't know. It seems to have gone away. Hope not, though. Yeah, and I see um, uh, Greg, um, oh, his last name escapes me, the congressman from uh, Oregon that's been fighting for a lot of this. Greg Walden uh, just announced uh, that he's retiring, so um, that that's kind of disappointing. I don't know if uh, he'll be able to get that through before uh, he leaves office or not, but uh, he's been a big uh, help to uh, ham radio in the legislative side so we will see how that goes but it would be nice to uh, to get something with some teeth in it well i've talked enough with john here to get things started uh, we're going to take a break and then we're going to answer your calls and your questions right after this word from tower electronics right here on ham talk live this episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you in part by Tower Electronics. 
Tower Electronics has been the Ham's Dime Store since 1978. When you need connectors, mobile and handheld antennas, cables, or adapters, visit Scott or Jill at a Hamfest near you. Or you can order online at pl-259.com or call 920-435-2973. Stock up on those supplies like PL-259 and end connectors, SMA adapters, audio cables, soldering supplies, mobile antennas, and hand Sticks. Their silver-plated end connectors are even used on the International Space Station. Tower Electronics carries MFJ, Comet, Daiwa, OPEC, Workman, and HamPro products. And don't miss their 0% off sale going on now. Tower Electronics, online at pl-259.com. Proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. Join the conversation. Give us a call at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Now, here's more Ham Talk Live. Here's the snap. Rap takes the rig. He breaks through the pileup. He's on 80. Now 40. Now 20. 15. 10. 2 meters. Touchdown, Ham Talk Live. Thanks to Tower Electronics for bringing the show your way. They will be in Lawrenceville, Georgia this weekend, November 2nd and 3rd. Then uh, moving on to Montgomery, Alabama. The Hamfest there, November 8th and 9th. And then Fort Wayne, Indiana on November 16th and 17th. And you can catch them online anytime at pl-259.com. Ham Talk Live is on the air Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here at HamTalkLive.com. And be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And it's time for your calls now. So if you have a question for John, let's, we'll, we'll do it again. For, for John W6NBC, Give us a call at 812-638-4261. That's 812-NET-HAM-1. 812-638-4261. Or you can tweet us. We do have a tweet here. We'll get to that here in just a second. It's at HamTalkLive over on Twitter. And if you're listening to us on WTWW or on the podcast edition, we're not here. It's Thursday. So sorry, we're, we're not going to be able to take your questions here so uh hopefully you can you can send them in next time or or call in um let's go first to john uh, let's go first to brett and wy7bg there it is he, he put phonetics on I, I missed it okay missed his call sign so uh he has a question for you he says uh what is your opinion of the arl's most recent petition for rulemaking on this topic do you think it asks too little too much or about right and if you could write an fcc regulation that gave the hams the right to have antennas 
what would it say? Well, I have to uh, admit that I, I, I'm not uh, I'm not very familiar with the uh, with that petition. Um, I'm generally I'm generally pleased with what the ARRL does. Yes, they're conservative, but I think that's in our in our own interest. Largely, what PRB one is is pretty much pretty much what I'd like what I'd like to see present for everything, or or basically what was embodied in the Ham Radio Parity Act. Give us at least reasonable accommodation, and uh, go ahead and set some antenna height limits. You can build antennas within heights, but uh, I probably haven't answered your question, but. Uh, but uh, but that's my 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 large feeling. Unless you have something more specific about the ARRL's petition that I could uh, talk to. So you you're thinking that uh, the PRB one, uh, you know, just making that into into a a law where it has some teeth uh, would be good, or or just the the regular version of the parody act the way it was yeah i, I like the parody act i thought it basically had the right words in it and uh I, if it had been passed i think we'd have had what we really have long wanted just the fact that we have some official status against the absolute authority that hoas have yeah i i agree um and Something is better than nothing, uh, and there's a lot of places where there's just not a, a whole lot of options. So uh, we'll go back to some of those options, though. You've you've got some camouflaging options that, that you can do to kind of make things blend in and some of the attic options, and then you've got this, uh, this uh, what was it, a double delta loop, you said? Yeah, this is a design I think will will be pretty good. It's up in my backyard right now. My HOA has absolute no on antennas or on transmitting antennas. And yet this one's been up for two months now. And I've heard nothing from them because it just doesn't look like an antenna. Yes, it's a thing that sticks up in the air, but it's in the backyard. It's uh, If you look at the uh, January QST, where is an article I wrote on the kite antenna, which was the prototype of it, it's a delta-shaped double loop made from wires, 25 feet high, and eight-foot arms at the top made of fiberglass, all built from all built from DX engineering, aluminum poles and uh, fiberglass uh, rods, and uh, and wire down to an auto tuner at the base. Covers all bands, 80 to 6 meters, and has some distinct advantages. It's horizontally polarized, and yet it's a vertical. It acts like a vertical, low radiation angle, and um, and it has gain. Yes, a vertical with gain, 6 dB gain on on, on 10 meters, and uh, pretty omni on 80. But uh, it's uh, quite a design. I I, it, uh, I presented it at Pacificon here recently, and it was quite uh, well, well received. So uh, you don't have to you don't have to use these. The classical ham, big ham antenna with all the loading coils and the and the radials and all that stuff. There are many designs that just don't look like antennas. And again, that's the key: hide it in plain view. Something that doesn't really look like an antenna. 
when Martha and, and, and Joe go walking down the street, they say, what's that antenna? They'll say, hmm, that's interesting. Or hang a DARE flag on it. Hang an MIA flag on it. Hang a U.S. flag on it. That helps a great deal. And, of course, the flagpole antenna is a wonderful spell. Nobody knows that one's an antenna. Now, now with this with this uh, delta loop and, and the kind of the kite shape, could you did you put a uh, like a kite body on it so you had the fabric in the middle, you know, that kind of waved to make it look like it was a decoration? No, I didn't. I, I think that would be have too much wind loading, but uh, it, I only called it a kite because it's shaped. The original was shaped like a kite, just the pole and guy cables to hold it up. It's a portable antenna for field day kind of a thing. But this one that uh, I have in my backyard now is freestanding in a, in, a ground, in a ground pipe, and it stands up at 25 feet. It's an inverted, inverted delta, a narrow inverted delta, two of them at, at 90 degrees to each other. 812-638-4261 is the phone number if you'd like to ask a question. Give us a call right now. 812-638-4261. Or you can tweet us over at Ham Talk Live. And uh, Carl, KD9HQT, has a question here as well. It just came in on Twitter. Um, I have to use antenna mass and antennas, better sort of camouflage but visible. Um, but I don't live in an HOA area and outside of city limits, and the neighbors don't care about the antennas that I installed on my property. So, you know... There are ways of of making this work, and uh, I when I posted some promotions for this show, I, I posted one of the pictures of the flagpole antenna, and and it it just does look so natural. I really like the idea of the flagpole. Oh, the flagpole is flagpole is doing very well, um, and it was just such a it was just such a nothing of an idea when I first conceived of it. And, uh, but yet, uh, gray line performance has been selling them very well. And, uh, and that's the one that, uh, that Sun City down in Florida gave official approval for. And it's a full, no radio, 80 through one, 80 through six meter, uh, vertical. Yes, it's a small antenna. Yes, it's somewhat compromised, but people are certainly using it with great effect where they wouldn't have an antenna without it. Yeah, I just think that's a, a great option. So let's talk a little bit more about some of the attic options because, you know, there are some people who have, you know, some room up in the attic and, and they want to, you know, if they keep everything inside, then, you know, <laughs> they can't can't really see uh, anything to complain about. So what are what are some of your suggestions on those? Well, mostly attic antennas are going to ha- have to be some form of horizontal dipole. I don't, I don't think you have too much choice. You haven't got enough room for, for verticals and, uh, and not enough room for any of the uh, sort of cubicle type antennas that might do it. Now, of course, on six meters, the cubicle, the cubicle slot that's coming out in the December issue is a great attic antenna. If you want to put it up there and you're a six meter buff, the two meter one will go up there too. But the two meter slot cube is so small. Uh, again, it's very stealthy and it doesn't look like an antenna. I've, I've got one of those up and nobody ever notices it. 
But uh, basically, attic antennas are going to have to be dipoles suspended from, basically suspended from the rafters. You're probably going to need loading coil in it of some form. And of course, in the attic, you can use a tap loading coil for different bands. Uh, and don't be afraid of the, of the ducts. Yes, they're going to have an effect on the antenna, but they're not going to make it not work because uh, they, they are just going to provide some change of radiation pattern mainly. And um, so uh, I, I, recommend, I recommend shortened dipoles primarily for the attic. All right. Very good. 812-638-4261 is the phone number if you'd like to call. We're, uh, we have a few more minutes uh, here with John W6NBC. So if you'd like to call in, give us a call. 812-NET-HAM-1. 812-638-4261. Or tweet us and we'll check here a couple of times. Uh, for any more questions uh, that uh, may come along as we uh, finish things up here tonight. Um, so, John, you've got this uh, this QST article coming up. Uh, you got anything uh, in the plans next after, after that uh, six meter comes out? Oh, yeah. Always have two or three projects in mind. Well, that'll probably be followed with a stealthy uh, TV antenna one that looks like a TV antenna. In fact, the log periodic portion of it is actually, actually is a TV antenna, a UHF and TV antenna, but it's got two skeleton slots behind it, one for two meters and one for six meters that, uh, that look just like the kind of back elements you see on a typical small TV antenna. In my mobile home park here, uh, there are quite a few of those up, even though even though antennas for are, are for transmitting have have been forbidden, you see a lot of those TV antennas up. They're just little small ones. They're readily available. Many people have them, and of course, homeowners are not going to have anything against TV antennas. Why? That's a that, that's that's almost a constitutional right to have TV. So if your antenna looks like a TV antenna, uh, and that's what this one is going to be. Okay. Interesting ideas. So we'll be looking for more of that in upcoming issues of QST magazine and make sure you check out uh, the January edition for the, the six meter antenna. So John, um, I want to thank you for coming on the show and, and any last words here before we go? Yes. Be diplomatic, be patriotic, let them know you're a ham and speak softly and don't carry a big stick <laughs> <laughs> very good well i thank you so much for all of your insight and ideas and uh, look forward to hearing more about uh, these antennas as as time goes on and i wish you well there and, and keep on uh, the good work there and the good fight well we'll keep it up it's uh, the greatest thing in, in life you know i, I I always wished I could do some of the things that I do now in retirement. I wish I wish somebody had told me retirement are the best years. Anyway, so that's where I am. All right, John. Well, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you again. My pleasure. 
Well, that is a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. Thanks to my guest, John Portune, W6NBC. And everybody out there in cyberspace for listening and calling in and typing in and invite you back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time for a list of all of our upcoming guests. Visit hamtalklive.com. And if you like Ham Talk Live, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. It helps others find us faster. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. Now, 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 now